0: Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Alison Colley. Hello and welcome to episode 142 of the Employment Law and HR Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Colley. I'm an employment solicitor and HR specialist, and I run the firm Real Employment Law Advice, where our goal is to make the the world of work better for all. So by providing advice and assistance to both employers and employees on all aspects of employment law, we strive to do this. Now, if you're a regular listener, you will have heard in the previous episode, one for one, me introducing this episode. And this episode is going to be about short term working and layoff. Now this is a question that's come up quite a lot recently amongst our employer customers because people are concerned about whether they're going to be able to continue to pay staff if they have to close the workplace down or if they have to have a shortness of work because of the coronavirus. So that's the purpose of this episode. I'm going to give you a bit of an overview on it and see how it might be able to help if at all in your business. So, without further ado, I'm going to get into this week's featured content. So, let's start with what is short time working and layoff? Well, short time working is where you provide employees with less work than they would normally have and so that you essentially give them less hours or less work to do and less pay accordingly. And layoff is where you provide them with no work and no pay, whilst also retaining them as employees. Now, it's often used as a short-term alternative to save money where employers are looking to avoid a redundancy situation. So typically, for example, in a manufacturing setting, if the employer loses a large contract but has one in the pipeline, for example, and they expect that to start shortly. It's a way in which they can retain the workforce, so their skilled labour, but cut the costs whilst they actually have no work coming in. Now, an employer only has the right to do this if they have a clause within the employee's contract that allows them to do so. There may also be circumstances in which there is a trade union agreement or some other agreement in place allowing employers to do this. Now if an employer has the right to do so either in contract or in some other agreement then an employee is entitled to apply for a certain amount of guaranteed payment and after a short period of time they can apply for a statutory redundancy payment. If, however, an employer wishes to lay someone off or put them on short time working and there is no contractual right to do so, then the employer will be in breach of contract by doing so. In this scenario, an employee has a couple of options. They can resign and claim constructive dismissal on the basis of the employer's breach of contract, or they can make a claim for a statutory redundancy payment in the normal way, or they can remain an employee and bring a claim against their employer for the loss of wages as a result of being laid off or put on short time working. So before considering whether you wish to do this in your business, it's important to check what your contracts and any agreements with unions or workforce agreements might say about short time working and layoff. And then if you have no right to do that by contract, it's weighing up the risks to the business of going down this route versus other routes and it may be that you consider that there are alternatives available for you in the situation where you have to close the business for example because of the coronavirus. Now if you decide to lay an employee off then the length of time in which you can do this depends on what's in the agreement. In the absence of any express agreement as to how long layoff will be for then an employer can lay off an employee for as long as they wish to. In certain circumstances employees may be entitled to a statutory guarantee payment during these periods of layoff or short time working and this can be up to five workless days in a three-month period. A workless day um, is a day during any part of which the employee would normally be required to work And the employee is not provided with work because there has been a reduction in the requirements of the employer's business for work of the kind which the employee is employed to do. Or there is any other occurrence which affects the normal working of the business in relation to this type of work. The amount of the statutory guarantee payment is calculated by timesing the number of normal working hours on a workless day by the guaranteed hourly rate. Now the guaranteed hourly rate is calculated as being one week's pay divided by the number of the employee's normal working hours in a week and if the number of normal working hours varies the amount is divided by either the average number of normal working hours or where the employee has been employed for less than 12 weeks a number of hours which fairly represents the number of normal weekly working hours. In any event, the maximum that an employee can get is £29 a day for five days in any three-month period. So that makes it a maximum of £145. And if they earn less than £29 a day, they'll get their normal daily rate. So it's not very much money at all that the employer has to pay to an employee who is laid off or on short time working. Now, in the event that the employee disagrees with being placed on short time working or laid off and you as the employer has the contractual right to do so, then the employee can apply for redundancy pay after a certain period of time. So if they have received less than half a week's pay for four or more weeks in a row, or six or more weeks in a 13-week period, then they can follow a process which includes writing to you to claim their redundancy, and within seven days you have to either accept their claim or give a counter notice and... A counter notice means that you expect them to work again within four weeks and that it will last for at least 13 weeks. Otherwise you will have to pay the employee their statutory redundancy pay and they will be made redundant. So there is a risk that if layoff and short time working lasts for any significant period of time that an employee who has had enough and can't afford to continue will Make an application for redundancy from you, and unless you can guarantee that they're going to have work and it's going to last, then you would be obliged to pay that to them. As I said at the beginning, if you have no legal right to put an employee on short time working or to lay them off, then the employee may take action in relation to your breach, either to recover the money that they've lost as a result of your actions or they may resign and pursue a claim against you. In the current situation that we find ourselves in with the prospect of businesses having to close or close down for a period of time due to the coronavirus or in circumstances in which businesses are actually losing work uh, because of the coronavirus, it's important to think very carefully about how you manage the situation and of course you need to be wary of whether you can pay the wage bill and whether there's going to be a business to run at all and hopefully the worst doesn't happen but we're already starting to hear in the media and locally of stories where bookings are being cancelled, events are being cancelled, people are losing out because of the fear of the coronavirus or because people are being somewhat more cautious. So it is a real possibility. Now the first thing to do is if you're thinking about whether you can lay someone off or put them on short time working, is to check what your employment contracts say about this and whether you have any other agreement in place, either with a trade union or workforce agreement which covers it. Or perhaps you might have custom and practice in your industry to do this. You might have done it before. Now, if you don't have the right to lay someone off or put them on short time working, then I would recommend that you consider what other options you have. Look at each individual person's contract and see, do you have people who have flexible working hours? Do you have people who are on guaranteed minimum hours? Do you have people who are zero hours? And start going through the workforce and seeing where, first of all, you can make cuts that are contractual, so following what's in the contracts and what's been agreed, and then consider consulting with people and seeing if there's any one who would be wi- willing to reduce hours or. To take unpaid leave, for example, during this time, it's much better to consult with people and to bring them along with you than it is to try to enforce something and then have aggrieved employees. And then, hopefully, when the economy picks up or when business picks up, then you'll be able to retain those staff and the loyal staff, the skilled people, the people that you've spent time training. It might also be worth considering. If there is anybody who would be willing to take voluntary redundancy, if you are really looking to make cutbacks now, and also potentially to see if there's anyone who has short service with you, who you can legitimately and fairly terminate their employment with notice, and therefore cut some costs at a really early stage. So to summarise, yes, you can lay people off and put people on short time working, if you have the contractual right to do so, but there may be alternative options that you want to consider first. If you don't have the contractual right to do so, then I would certainly recommend you look at other ways of cutting costs and reducing hours in the workforce by agreement before you take the drastic step of breaching someone's contract and laying them off. Now, of course, as I said in episode 141, this is a developing area of law at the moment in terms of the government's response to the coronavirus. So there is legislation and there is guidance coming out all the time. I don't know, and it hasn't of course been tested by case law, as to what would happen in the event that you did have to lay someone off temporarily because of a close down due to the coronavirus and you didn't pay them. If the employee then resigned and pursued a claim, how would that be Perceived and looked upon by the Employment Tribunal in light of what's going on nationally. So there may be some sympathies there from the Employment Tribunal. I don't know, but I would certainly not risk that. And the other thing that I've been saying to my customers and businesses locally to me is that you also have to keep in mind what the reputational piece here, in that it is very high high profile and a very newsworthy story at the moment. And do you really want your business to be the first business to show up in your local paper, or on your local online magazine uh, or news reporting channel, to be the business that has started to unfairly dismiss people because of coronavirus fears, for example? So you do have to weigh up very carefully. A number of factors here, and I appreciate that. If you're a business owner or manager, then you do need to consider all kinds of things the commercial reality of things, how you're treating people, whether you're going to be able to pay the bills at the end of the month, all of those sorts of things. My top tip, however, is to talk to your staff, communicate with them, make sure they know what the position is, and stay on top of your numbers. Make sure that you've got contingencies in place, and of course, check your insurances and check any government funds or hardship funds that might be available for you to access in order to help you continue to operate your business throughout this period and thereafter. This is new to all of us and if you have any ideas, information, Uh, innovative ways of working all those kinds of things that you're happy to share then do please get in touch with me I'd love to hear about them and to share them with the audience Uh, and if you have any experience of this or you're having experiences now or in the future then again please let me know you can contact me by email it's alison at realemploymentlawadvice.co.uk or you can connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a message there um, or you can leave a comment on the podcast thank you so much for listening I will be continuing to update our website, which is adviceforemployers.co.uk forward slash coronavirus with any issues, information, updates, legislation, ideas, all those kinds of things. So do check back there regularly. Thanks for listening. And I do hope that you have a good two weeks. And I look forward to being back here again, two weeks time talking to you about something other than coronavirus, hopefully.